it's remarkable that you sang that version because that's the version I was listening to today. And that, that Psalm 27 traditionally has accompanied us for these 51 days from the first day of Elul until tonight. Tonight is the last night that traditionally we recite Psalm 27 and those beautiful words in English. The one thing that I ask of you, my creator, the divine presence of the universe is to allow me to live in your presence, to be close to you all the days of my life. And I think that's so beautiful to end our High Holy Day season uh, with that wish, that desire. And tonight we really arrive at the beginning and the end of the Jewish spiritual year. The end of the month-long Chagim, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Shmini Atzeret, now Hoshana Rabbah, and tomorrow night, finally, Simchat Torah. So tonight I thought I'd talk about journey, about our journey. And the focus on the past month has been of who we are, who we want to become, and how. We've prayed and prayed. We've admitted our mistakes, our errors, our shortcomings. And we have we've really dedicated ourselves in the past month to make ourselves better, but not only for ourselves, but for the rest of the world. Our traditional prayers find us in the balance between the book of life and the book of death, between being a tzaddik, a righteous person, and a rasha, an evil person. But this strange year, this sheltering in place for the last seven months, many of us have had time to think and be quiet and to really wonder about what these prayers had to do with us. It made me think, aren't we always living in both books? Aren't we simultaneously living and dying with every breath and each day? And I'm not saying that in a negative way or a scary way, it's just the truth that each day, uh, each day that passes, we're moving farther away from the time when we were born and closer to the other horizon. I have yet to meet a person who is actually a rasha or a tzaddik, who is wholly righteous or wholly wicked. To me, it seems just like that, living in between life and death, we are always living in between righteousness and wickedness. It also feels like a relief in some way. In the Tanya, the classical work of Hasidism, Rabbi Shnur Zalman of Laidi, developed a beautiful response to that question of righteousness and wickedness with the revolutionary concept of benoni, which really feels very appropriate. The benoni, we're all benoni. We are all between those two. We are all living in the middle, in between. I have felt very in between in these last months. The end of Sukkot tonight is really the very bridge between the spiritual intensity of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Zman Simchatenu, this joyous period of Sukkot to Simchat Torah. The Sukkah, which still stands outside in the courtyard, holds all of our fragility and our vulnerability, all of our hopes and dreams for this next year. In the same space is the recognition that at any moment in a structure like that, we could be rained out, burned up, or blown over by the storms of life or nature. And still, I saw all over the Bay Area people building their Sukkot. We wave the lulav, we hold the scent of the etrog close to us, very close to us, to remind us there has to be zman simchatenu, there has to be time for sweetness, days of joy. We take down the sukkah we open the door tomorrow night to simchat Torah, to new beginnings, to gates that never really close all the way of tshuva. Simchat Torah seems to me to be a way to kind of extend or respond to the Ni'ilah service, the last service on Yom Kippur, which traditionally says the gates of Chuva close on that night. 
but we know that the gates of tshuva, the spiritual journey we're on, never really shut for those of us who desire to do that work. The work, well, it's, the way I think about spiritual work is really if there's something that during those holy days, especially between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the days of reflection and repair, if you didn't get to it, if there's something that was ruptured or undone, you're not supposed to wait until next Rosh Hashanah on the eve of 5782 to get to it. So I'm asking you right now to think about what that thing is that you left undone between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Who was that person you didn't talk to because it was just too hard? Or what was that one thing that you left undone in terms of your spiritual journey? Maybe a misunderstanding, a closeness with a family member or friend that really is in your hands to repair. Who is that person? Everybody has someone. And so maybe after Shabbat, I encourage you before, before we end all of these holidays to actually write a real letter, not an email, just to get out a stamp and write a letter and call that person perhaps and talk about what that means to you. Simcha Torah tomorrow night will be reading the very last verses of Deuteronomy and the first verses of Bereshit, which shows this Shana, this change, this cycle that never ends. It's read that way so the Torah doesn't have a beginning and ending, but it meets somewhere in the middle. The death of Moses at 120 years old, overlooking the horizon of his life and the promised land, knowing that he will not be allowed to enter, feels like our own journey story of our lives. We all know that at the end, we'll have to hand over the ability to live and to, to vision into the future to our children and our grandchildren. And then the story continues with creation in a beginning, literally an entirely new beginning of a new world, Bereshit bara Elohim. We literally line up these two chapters, the very last one, Vezot HaBracha and Bereshit together. So there's no space in between. And we teach that when we join the last letter, Yisrael, Lamed, to the first letter of Bereshit or Vet, we bring those two together and it's the word for heart, Lev, in our tradition. And I often wondered why I would get so emotional on Simcha Torah, that moment in time when the very end and the very beginning are touching one another. And I realized that it's become, it was because for me it symbolized there was no beginning and no ending, that we're all really on a circle. We just celebrated the Rosh of the Shana, the Shinui, the change, and we never get to an ending because we're so focused on the next beginning. The philosopher Franz Rosenzweig puts it this way, this close of the spiritual year is not permitted to be an actual close, but must flow back into the beginning. The last word of the Torah gives rise to the very first. So when I talk about the work of our spiritual journey, it's to just keep moving around the circle, the Shana, the cycle of change, as if there's no beginning or ending. The actual destination and the homeland that we seek perhaps is the journey itself. There's a beautiful parable that Franz Kafka wrote, which seems like a midrash on this subject. He writes, I gave orders for my horse to be brought round from the stable. The servant did not understand me. I myself went to the stable, saddled my horse and mounted. In the distance, I heard a bugle call. I, I always think of that as the shofar. I asked him what this meant. He knew nothing and heard nothing. At the gate, he stopped me and asked, where are you riding to, master? I answered him, I do not know, only away from here. 
always from here, always away from here. Only by doing so can I reach my destination. And he asked me, and so you know your destination? Yes, I answered, didn't, didn't I say so? Away from here, that is my destination. He said to me, you have no provisions with you. And I said to him, I don't need provisions. The journey is so long that I must die of hunger if I don't get anything on the way. No provisions can save me, for it is, fortunately, a truly immense journey. I love how he ends it. Fortunately, it is a truly immense journey, which is an incredibly optimistic way to think about our life from beginning to end. That bugle reminds us of the shofar sound, to wake up. And the truth is that we know where we are coming from, but none of us really know where we are headed, how we're gonna get there, or even when we will. And it makes me think that even at the darkest parts of our journey, we have to have faith that we ourselves might be the provisions, and maybe the journey itself is the provision, as there is no end to our exploring. And that reminds me always of my favorite verse from the poet, T.S. Eliot, who says, we must not cease from exploration and the end of all of our exploring will be to arrive where we began and to know the place for the very first time. We must not cease from exploration and the end of our exploring will be to arrive where we began and to know the place for the very first time. And so at this part of our journey, as we move into Simchat Torah, I wish us all a Chag Sameach from this intense period from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, and finally into a place of joy. And it really is up to us to be the provisions, to be the joy and to be the sustenance, not just for ourselves at this time, but also for everyone else around us. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>